This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Felt the same as you watching them move around. I, I didn't know what it would look like, and I thought I uh, felt pretty good what I saw, but none of us know how it feels. We've all had backside core injuries and, and the, you know, sometimes sneezing hurts. So, yeah. But, no, I, I agree. He moved, moved well. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Oh, yes, indeed, it is the pregame show. we got Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley and uh, – and we have no Justin Fields. The Bears uh, in the missing Justin Fields formation, and that is two games running now after he uh, cracked ribs. Um, it's interesting to hear Bill Lazor there on, I believe that was Thursday, talking about how well the player is moving. And then, obviously, there's a difference between moving and throwing and being able to play and all the rest of it. What, given the fact that he gave it a go, even in limited uh, – of practices this week. Are you surprised at all that they've decided not to go with him? And and was it the wise move not to have him be a backup if indeed uh, you're going to be starting Andy Dalton? So Nick Foles is the backup and Fields obviously on the inactive list. Yeah, it just tells me, Pat, that, that he can't throw the ball. He can't rotate uh, through his rib cage yet, right? I mean, it must just be – that must be what is holding him back. And obviously if you can't – rotate and throw the football then then you shouldn't be out there uh playing quarterback you know i just i think that that would it would have cracked would crack ribs i could imagine throwing anything and it would hurt yeah but but to hear him say that you know he looked pretty good out there i guess the one question i have is if the bears were seven and four and he was your starting quarterback and was looking pretty good not talking about injury wise just playing well to get you to seven and four is this a game where you or he goes to them and says, no, I can play through this? Because you hear stories of other quarterbacks who play through these injuries. Matt Stafford's done it. We, uh, Tony Romo's played through them. Uh, numerous others. Sure. Is this a situation because the Bears are 4-7 and seven and 
technically, you know, not out of the playoffs technically, but, you know, where they sit in the situation they are, would he be playing if they're 7-4 and four and he's kind of the guy? That's, that's what I would want to know. I, 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 you know, we don't know the answer to that, but we've seen other quarterbacks play through this. Are they just sitting him because this, they're in the situation they're in? Yeah, and, and we also know that, that a lot of times they'll say crack ribs, but uh, they're not giving you, you know, does he have a cartilage problem in right. his rib cage? Right. It's just, I just have to imagine that, you know, with Justin Fields, from what we've seen from him, uh, remembering uh, the Clemson game last yeah. year when he took yeah. that hit and came back and played, I just he just seems like a hard guy to me to keep out uh, if he's healthy enough to go. Is it possible that uh, that they want him to sit out a game because they want to play the other guy? <laughs> that's that's a speculation I'm yeah, thinking yeah, as well. Like, yeah. do they? Feel, I, I don't know because I mean we got a lot of questions about this team and ownership right now with what's been going on. But yeah, I don't know. That that's why I still have a big question mark about this whole thing. Is it? That Nagy's like, no, 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 you're injured. You're going to sit another week. We need you out another week because I want to see my guy play, work my offense a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems to me like Justin Fields is the kind of guy he can go. He's out there chomping at the bit, right? And um, if if Coach Nagy is doing that, which which is a big if, um, then 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 he needs to go, right? Because yeah. uh, we've all seen Andy Dalton. Uh, you just heard. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals reporter raving about Justin Fields and thinks Justin Fields would be a tougher matchup for the Arizona Cardinals than Andy Dalton. And I agree with him. I agree with him from what I've seen from Justin Fields. Uh, he's more dynamic. He's the kind of player that this Bears offense needs. So uh, I, I would imagine if he was healthy enough to play, uh, he'd be out there playing today. And, and wouldn't it be a much better spot to play at home mm-hmm. in front of the fans, uh, even with bad weather, as opposed to going into – to Green Bay and, you know, your first game back with that crowd and that weather. I mean, it. I, I just don't know that that makes a ton of sense to me when I really think it through. Yeah, I for think, sure. For sure, think, right, Pat? I think I mean, both games are bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, those are two good two good football teams. They got back-to-back, but but you're right. This, this game would be an easier game. You know, I'll put the game on Montgomery. Obviously, we heard about yep. the Cardinals. Def- the run defense is not very good. The weather today is not great. Uh, you know, but Justin Fields, you know, another thing is that uh, he does like to use his legs. Can he take a shot to that rib cage? I'm sure that's something they're thinking about. So uh, all those factors go into decide whether he plays or not. Uh, and just as far as being a fan, too, I, I, selfishly, it, it really stinks that he can't play. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking forward to seeing Kyler Murray on the field with Justin Fields for us, for us as Bears fans to see what potentially the future could be. And I just, unfortunately, we're not going to see that today with both those guys out there. But uh, just pure football fan-wise, I'm actually excited to watch Kyler Murray play just because he is he is a blast to watch as soon as you turn on that tape. That that would have been a fun matchup, man, Kyler yeah. Murray versus Justin Fields. I'm just trying to figure out uh, at Dr. Manley's uh, offices, uh, when you have a hamstring, you're, you, you're, you're all right, you got to rest. But when you have a rib cage, you got to go. Okay, um, let me break this. <laughs> Come sit down over here, old let's chat. <laughs> but you, you go see Doctor Manley, and he wraps you in uh, in all sorts of uh, of uh, he, he, of long sna- he long snaps at your injury. Bubble, he he bubble right. wraps you if you. You get a lollipop. You get a lollipop when you leave my office. That's one thing you do get. <laughs> That's a win, then. That's a win already. Yeah, right. Remember well, those days? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I miss those days. <laughs> Pat, you uh, the kids would always complain too when I took the lollipop. Pat, you, you mentioned um, 
God, help us. You mentioned uh, how you feel about Bears' ownership, etc. That is a question that's kind of hanging over all of this, isn't it? I mean, where is your trust level with ownership, with the Bears themselves, with their their ability to kind of tell you the story? We talked about some of the PR disasters they've had this year. And, and frankly, you know, they tried to straighten everything out. And, and I guess we'll hear again from – from some, you know, uh, some national guys that are talking to them. But, you know, the whole thing leading up to Thanksgiving and then the whole thing after that, and here we are again. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm not joking about this, that the idea that Eddie Jackson is trying to tell the fans, hey, I get it. I know you're frustrated, but don't be chanting that. That's not helping us. I don't know, th- I don't know that that is going to fall on anything but deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Oh, as fans-wise, I think, yeah, it just falls on deaf ears. I think you're going to hear more of the fire Matt Nagy chants as soon as bad things happen. And as far as trust for the ownership, uh, losing it more and more every day. I mean, just with everything that's happened, uh, the history we've seen, the decisions they've made, and how they've put this team together, and it's the way it's gone this year, uh, I just don't have a lot of trust. I'm excited to see what 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 direction they go to uh, this offseason. I, I don't know if I trust that they'll make the right decisions. Uh, but I think these next few weeks are going to be very interesting with the fans out there chanting fire Nagy over and over and over and how much that really has an effect on the McCaskies. Do they make a decision early and take advantage of the of the new rule of, of being able to interview new coaches at, before the end of the year? Uh, but as far as the, I just, I don't trust them a whole lot. I just, I think there needs to be a lot of change at the end of this year. And Olin, you've talked about it on your podcast. You've talked, talked about it on this radio station. There just needs to be a lot of change from the top and then throughout the top, not just the top, but throughout the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you just look at the numbers, right, you don't really have to, to talk about anything but the fact that I think they have four or five wins since like 94 in the playoffs, right? So, uh, you know, there's one win in the last 10, 11 years here. Uh, me and Pat were still playing on the team in the 2010 was the 2011 playoffs, but the 2010 season. So uh, haven't won a playoff game in a while, haven't won a lot of playoff games in a lot of years, and eventually a lot of the names changes, but you start to think about what names have stayed the same, and if those guys are still making the decisions, has anything really changed, right? And uh, gave the nickname the Four Horsemen up there uh, at Hallis Hall, George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, uh, Ryan Pace, and Scott Hagel. Uh, these are the guys in charge of bringing coaches in, Hiring general managers, heard some rumors that they may just move uh, Ryan Pace over to the football guy. Uh, that way they can all keep collaborating together. And you just wonder what actually changes if they keep doing the same things. Well, I, I don't understand how – I mean, I understand that Pace has done an excellent job of uh, kind of ingratiating himself with ownership and, and, and with uh, – uh, the team maybe, but I don't see what he's done of, mm-hmm. on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they haven't well, won a playoff game. He only has one winning season in seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's 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 unacceptable. I mean, if you're trying to build a franchise to win each year in and out, you have one winning season. I don't count the playoffs because the expanded playoffs going eight and eight and sneaking in that way. That, that I, I just feel like that. Even as a player, I guess. Well, never mind. As a player, you're in. You think you have a chance to win it, but. As an outsider looking in, that just, you know, you look at his record. I got it open here on my computer. It's just one winning season in seven years and a lot of terrible years as well, this one included. Right. And, and, and if you go even farther than Ryan Pace and just look through the stats in the history since like 94, 95, uh, the word you used, Pat, was unacceptable. And, and yeah. that's the word you could use for that whole time frame, really. And eventually, 
uh, the guys up there, the, the constants, the people who have been in that building uh, the whole time, and they know who they are and they know who we're talking about because me and you were there for a long mm-hmm. time. We know sure. exactly who we're talking about. Uh, those guys got to take a really long look in the mirror and, and decide what they're going to do to turn this around because they seem to be getting the same results. Uh, event, you know, they'll catch lightning in a bottle like 2018, but then it goes right back uh, to the same thing over and over again. And you would eventually you have to win more than three, four, five playoff games in 25 years. And, and you know, I think that you come to the conclusion that a lot of the 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 successful seasons are almost happy accidents, right? That, mm-hmm. that there's not a sort of plan that you can see that runs through uh, all of the the continuity of, of things. And it makes you wonder, it honestly makes me wonder if that has more to do with the quarterback or if that has more to do with mismanagement. Right. And frankly, you know, you guys have you've worked in the sausage factory, so you've seen the grinding of the meat and all the rest of it. It's not a pretty process. Well, and, and I think you like, okay, let's just talk about 2018, Pat, right? If you, if you self-assess that year and you say, okay, uh, can we duplicate 36 takeaways? Can we stay? Can we be the healthiest team in the league again? Over and over again, you realize how hard it was to, to, to it was going to be to duplicate that year over and over again because it's hard to get 36, 37 takeaways every year. It's hard to stay as healthy as they stayed. So you have to look at that year and say, okay, what was real and what wasn't? And it just seems to me, guys, like they didn't do a good job of that in 2018. Yeah, yeah. And you go back and look at, you know, I guess what Jerry Angelo built when we were there. It was a defensive team, right? And they didn't give you guys anything on offense. So in 05 and 06, it kind of worked. And then it fell off after that for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's just sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle, and they did with those turnovers. And that's, you, you, that's, that's hard to reproduce. And you look back, and I just w- went back and looked at Eddie Jackson's numbers. That year, he, he was unreal, man. Yeah. Unreal. And then he's a perfect example of the fall off. You can, if you can't maintain or sustain that, that level of play, and you expect those guys to play at that level, then this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Olin, who are you taking today? I am taking the Arizona Cardinals 27 to 14. Wow. 27 to 14. Okay. What would it be 27 to 17 if maybe Justin Fields could play? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been 27 to 20, I think, if Justin Fields was playing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I I got him uh, scrambling around on a fourth and one for a touchdown. One one more score there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, keep replaying that game in your mind. Yep, that sounds yep. better than the one we're going to see. All right, Pat, we'll get your pick soon. We got the great Dan Pompey joining us next. It's the pregame show. Molly, Olin, Patrick Manley, and our thanks to our, our wonderful sponsor, Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Tons of fun here on Chicago Sports Radio. 6-7 of the score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Matt and I are constantly talking and you know, in the middle of a season like this, it's just constant talk about the solutions in season and adjusting the injuries that we've had and, you know, building on what we're doing well, adjusting in areas we need to improve. And, and that's really the primary focus. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. It is the pregame show, Olin and Patrick Manley, presented by Bed Rivers, and we are delighted, absolutely overjoyed, to welcome in our friend Dan Pompey, guest on the Score Hotline, are presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, good morning. How are you? Molly, good to be with you today. Well, I, I just heard Ryan Pace there. That was from the pregame. He does a little... Uh, a show on WBBM with Jeff Joniak and our thanks to our sister station. Um, And he's talking about the collaboration and all that stuff. Do you think they collaborate about the injuries? I mean, do they discuss whether Fields uh, got the cracked ribs and you really shouldn't let him go, protect him from himself, as we heard Matt Nagy say, or how does that work? Is it just a decision that the trainer makes and he sort of shares the information? I'm just curious, what does that mean when he – when you hear from a, uh, a Ryan Pace? Well, yeah, I think, you know, the general manager always is involved in those kinds of discussions uh, where there's gray area about whether or not a player is going to be able to take the field. And, uh, uh, you know, each injury is different. Each case is different. But I think uh, clearly that's the kind of decision that the general manager, you know, has a voice in anyway. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, it might might come down to Justin Fields himself. It might come down to medical personnel saying, no, he cannot do it. Or, you know, it might be something that Matt Nagy decides. Uh, but like I said, Pace, Pace is involved in all of it. And uh, every general manager is. It's, it's part of what they do in, in terms of general managing a football team. Yeah, and he, and he mentioned trying to, you know, fix some of the problems with injuries of, of bringing people up. Is there any way to fix this going forward, or is it just it is what it is? What, Pat, what do you mean by fi- fix? You know, like, you know, bringing up Bruce Irvin, uh, oh. you know, is it just we just got to wait and try to get Akeem Hicks back? I mean, it just it seems like to me, well, I guess what I'm saying is the depth on this team is pretty set, is pretty bad. You know, uh, Roquan Smith is supposed to play today, but there's no real young uh, linebacker next to him that they could play and, and see if he has potential going forward. They got a bunch of veterans there. I just I just don't – I guess it's me just hammering on Ryan Pace more. I just don't like what he's done <laughs> with the build of this roster. And he says, well, we talk about how we can fix some of these problems, you know, in season with injuries and things like that. But I think he's just kind of done it to himself. So – Basically, what I, I don't have a question. It's just a statement there. But what are your thoughts on that statement? 
Well, you know, I'll say this. It, it was interesting because I was looking this morning to it, just saying, okay, what are some young players? Who are some young players yeah. on this team that you'd like to see, you know, get some more reps and, you know, find out more about between now and the end of the season? And, and there's not a lot of them, you know. Um, there's obviously Tevin Jenkins. You know, everyone wants to see him get out there and see what he's about. That's the key one because, you know, his future obviously is very important to the franchise. And you don't want to go into next season not knowing whether or not you feel good about this guy being a starter. And then, and then also, what position do you feel good about him at? You know, can he handle the left tackle position, or are you going to have to move him to right? And then, then what do you do with Larry Borum? Can Larry play left? Or you know, you got a lot of questions there. So, um, you know, I, other than that, I mean, you got you know, Travis Gibson. Maybe you want to see a little bit more. Um, Personally, I'd like to see more of Jakeem Grant on offense. He, he intrigues me uh, yeah. at the risk of uh, maybe, you know, doing to him what was done to Devin Hester. But I still think that, uh, you know, some of the things that he has done on offense have been very, uh, very interesting. Uh, but your point is well taken, Pat. You know, there, there's not a big group of people. It was interesting last uh, week against Detroit. You know, they got contributions that really helped them win the game, especially on defense, from a lot of just veterans who were kind of off-the-street guys or guys who weren't on the team at the start of the season, uh, weren't expected to be big players. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of what they have to do to win games at this point. Yeah. And yeah, the, and, the, yeah. Go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I got one, one, one follow-up, if you don't mind. Is sure. Jalen Johnson would be the one that I want to watch. But here's the problem. If he gets DeAndre Hopkins, I can't wait to watch that to go against uh, you know, one of the top two wide receivers in the league, top three wide receivers in the league. But here's the problem. You've got Artie Burns and Kendall Vildor on the other side. And if I'm Kyler Murray, that's where I'm throwing all day. So it's going to be another easy day for Jalen Johnson, in my opinion. But let's just hope we get to see a little bit of that you know, matchup between him, either A.J. Green uh, or, or DeAndre Hopkins. Because I, I, I really want to see him take that next step and try to be that you know, shutdown corner but I think the last few weeks he he's he's been that because they don't target him at all. Yeah, he's he's had a little bit of an easy go in, in terms of that. But I don't know I'm I'm kind of I guess I, I'm kind of thinking like you know what Jalen is and you yeah. know that he's you know at the very least he's a really solid starter in the National Football League, and uh, I, I think he's proven that over two years for the most part. Now whether or not he can ascend to the next level and as you say, become, you know, a, a real shutdown corner mm -hmm. who could take away a star wide receiver. Um, that's something that, you know, I guess will make itself clear over time. Um, but, yeah, you know, they, they do have some young players who, you know, we, we know are, are solid, like Roquan and, and Jalen. And, and um, you know, I think Cole, I put Cole Komet in that category because I think he's he's really done done well for them, too. So, um but, you know, they, they obviously need more. And it, it's hard because they've traded away some draft picks now. And how are you going to recoup that? How are you going to be able to keep the, stock, the, the uh, pipeline stocked with more and more good young players, especially, you know, as you get to a stage where you've got these veterans with these huge salary cap numbers that are going to make it imperative that you have some inexpensive players on the roster who are producers. Well, and that that's kind of, you know, one of the things to wonder about as well is are you going to have to cut or try to trade or do something with some of the big money? You know, we don't know yet what the salary cap's going to be 
but you know it, it obviously didn't go up much with uh, with COVID, and they kind of got caught. They've got some bad contracts, and that that cost them Kyle Fuller. That cost them you know the the tackle. I, I don't know that that Charles Leno w- would be significantly better. They got a really good performance, I think, out of uh, uh, out of uh, the left tackle, but you don't know how long that lasts. Yeah, there was a, a report this morning that the NFL uh, sent out an in-house memo that the cap is going to be $208 million, uh, next year, which is a, a jump of about $25.5 million. Uh, so I, I think that's probably about what they expected. But, you know, uh, yeah, your point is well taken. I mean, um, who, there's so many unknowns about this team for 2022, starting with who's going to be making the decisions, you know, are they going to have to have a complete rebuild because they bring in a new coaching staff that, you know, needs players that fit different systems? Um, but I think it's likely that you're going to see some of these high salaries purged in some way, shape, or form, whether, you know, it, it's a trade of a, a player like Khalil Mack or somebody cut who, you know, still has a lot of value and is a producer uh, because I think um, – like I said, they're, they're going to have to find a way uh, to move this thing forward. You know, they, they're not going to want to call it a rebuild, but maybe they're going to have to have something like a something similar to it. No, oh, I, I think it has to be a rebuild, doesn't it? I mean, it's I almost wish you would admit it to the fans and be like, listen, we've got our, our quarterback for the future. Uh, we, we've got to tear this thing down. We've got to rebuild it. I, I think here in Chicago, we've, we've been okay with that with the Cubs doing, and I know it's different sports, <clears throat> excuse me, and all that kind of stuff. I, I would just admit it and be like, okay, if they go ahead and move Ted over and hire a new football operations guy, just kind of come out and say, listen, we are restructuring this whole thing from inside out organizationally, from cap wise, player wise, but here's where we think our, where our strengths are and just hang on. We're going to get this thing right. Do you think that's the right way to go about it? Well, you know, I know from talking with coaches and general managers about what you're referring to that they never want to come out and say this is a rebuild because of the message it sends to the team. Because uh, you always want everyone to think that you have a chance of winning every game. And I think when you use that word in football especially, you know, it's a little bit different in baseball, maybe some other sports, but, you know, when you're talking about a 17-game season, um, you know, there, there has to be a real urgency on the part of everyone every week in order to have a chance to win. And I think sometimes, you know, if you throw around words like rebuild, um, you are, you know, giving yourself a little bit of an excuse. And you're saying, you know, this, this is why we're not expected to do well. And um, it, it's not where a football team where a football coach and a football general manager uh, want their mindset to be. So, uh, you know, we know that, um, that Matt Nagy was asked a question about playoff stuff, and he gave a really positive answer, and he always gives very positive answers. Now, I think it was a week ago during the five-game losing streak uh, before you got to the, uh, the uh, Thanksgiving victory, glorious victory on Thanksgiving um, there was there was the um, comment from uh, I believe it was Jalen Johnson saying that enough of the rah rah like we you know and I I took that as as talking to the coach and I think it's really difficult to keep that mentality I I don't think it's difficult for um, Matt Nagy but I think that that probably wears on you too. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, everything wears on you when you lose. You know, right. It, right. It's, you know, uh, winning is the great deodorant, and losing uh, when you lose, everything smells like rotten fish. And uh, you know that that's been the case this season. Obviously, they got a little bit of a reprieve last week and a feel good, I think, which which they prob- probably needed desperately. But now they've got this two-game stretch here that that's going to be really, really difficult. And, uh, yeah. you know, the fact that they, they don't have Justin Fields kind of removes the, the possibility that, uh, you know, they could they could lose and still feel good about the game, which we saw earlier in the season a little bit because, you know, because Fields played so well and made so much progress, you know, it, it didn't really uh, kill you so much. But, um, yeah, it, it's tough. You know, when you go through a season like this, um, the mentality of every player and the team collectively uh, certainly is, is an issue. And, uh, you know, there's only so much that a head coach can do. There's only so many different ways he can try to, uh, you know, couch it or, or motivate or, you know, give give players whatever it is they need uh, to feel better about what's happening. All right, let's switch it over to the MVP race. Obviously, we're not talking about any Bears, but let's talk about Kyler Murray. We'll throw some names at you and see where you where these guys stand, baby, in your MVP voting race right now. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Murray. We'll put Jonathan Taylor in there, the running back from uh, the Colts. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Where would you put Kyler Murray right now? How he has been playing before, I guess, the injury. Yeah, interesting. Well, I think the injury hurts him, right? Because you know the other players, or most of the other players, have had or, or will have, presumably. 17 opportunities to make their case mm-hmm. and uh, he, he will not have had as many. I think usually an MVP is a player who, who plays every game or close to it, might, might miss one or something. Um, but, I, you know, the, Kyler Murray's had a fantastic impact and certainly belongs in the discussion. And, you know, depending on how he and the Cardinals finish the season, I would say, you know, absolutely a candidate. Um, you know, I think obviously you hit on a lot of the strong ones there. Tom Brady being, uh, you know, very close to the top of the list when you look at how he lifts that team. And, and you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is really interesting too. again, see how they finish it up. Uh, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, walk away with a second straight one too. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this idea that um, – that we weren't doing this during the week. I mean, um, the idea that, uh, and I think it was uh, suggested uh, in the athletic, the idea that uh, maybe Robert Quinn should get a look as a comeback player of the year. But the fact is it's probably going to be Dak Prescott. Yeah. I I mean, I think uh, when you talk about a comeback player of the year, I, I usually, when I vote on that, I usually look at what are you coming back from? You know, was was it a self-inflicted wound uh, or was it, you know, was it something that was beyond your control, like a catastrophic injury or, you know, some personal life crisis or something like that? Uh, And, you know, in in the case of Quinn, um, he's just coming back from an off season, you know, and and uh, I, I don't know that to me he would be a candidate who would be as strong as somebody like. Dak Prescott, and there's some other ones, too, that will be in the conversation, but certainly Dak, you know, who's um, really 
quarterback the Cowboys to a, a great season thus far and, you know, is has been one of the better passers in the league, he's got to be a really strong candidate. All right, Dan, I got one last question for you. You can settle the debate here. I don't have Allen Robinson coming back next year, and Olin's all over me on this one. Do you? <laughs> Do you got my back? There's no way he's going to be a bear next year. Well, since since <laughs> Olin is not there right now, I'm definitely with you, Pat. <laughs> if, if, if Olin were there, I might change my, my opinion. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, he no, can't no, hurt I'm... you over the radio. Just with his words. <laughs> yeah, his, his words hurt more than anything else, I Sometimes think. Sometimes they do. Oh, it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think he's back. I... I I have a hard time seeing how he would be back. I mean, they need more at the wide receiver position, obviously. Uh, but again, you know, they, they cannot afford all these these big salaries. And he's going to have a very big salary next year. And you can find wide receivers uh, at a lower salary. I mean, that's one of the beauties of that position. You know, they... they uh, they're all over the place, and you can find him in lower rounds, as the Bears found Darnell Mooney, and uh, you could find uh, probably a, you know, mid-range free agent who could be a producer for you. Um, obviously, with the young quarterback, you want to make sure he's got reliable targets and he's got uh, playmakers, which mm-hmm. is probably where Olin's coming from, and and I see that completely. You you don't want to throw him out, you know, leave him hanging out there without the proper uh, players to throw to, which has, you know, been a criticism this year, obviously. Uh, But I think there's a way to do that probably without bringing Robinson back. Dan, I, I, you know, it's going to be kind of a man bites uh, dog. If you pick Arizona, who's your pick? Yeah, I know. I mean, how do you, how do you pick the bears in this one though? Right. Yeah. Um, You know, um, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things about this game. Cardinals, you know, they, they have uh, 44 passing plays of 20 yards or more. That's the sixth best in the league. Bears have given up a number of big plays in the passing game. So, I mean, you know, for the Bears to, to have a chance to win, that would be number one. They'd have, to, they'd have to not give up those big plays like they normally did. And, and like Pat was talking about earlier with that cornerback issue, going against some of these really special wide receivers, that could be a problem. The other thing, the Bears have got to start running the ball better than they did last week. You know, they, yep. two, they really kind of escaped notice, but they averaged 2.3 yards per carry against the worst run defense in the league, maybe. Wow. Um, and and on, on the, the positive side for them, though, the Cardinals have not played the run really, no. really well. Right. You know, they're, they're allowing 4.7 yards per carry. So, again, if the Bears are going to have a, a chance, those are going to have to be the, the two ways, I think, of winning it. But... You know, all that being said, look, the Cardinals are, are averaging 28.2 uh, points per game. Bears are at 16.3. Uh, so I guess I'm going to go with Cardinals 28, Bears 16. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. That's Dan Pompey. Great to talk to Dan. All right. We've got to get Pat's pick, and we'll do that next. It is, of course, the pregame show here on The Score. It goes back to all the hard work he's done behind the scenes. You know, he's really practiced well the last three weeks. You know, I think Juan and, and Donnie have done a great job of the process. And, and I would say this, too. You look at our old line room in general, it's loaded with a lot of high-character guys and help each other out. You know, I think the room epitomizes unselfishness and doing whatever is necessary. You know, I see the vets bringing Larry Borum along, too. So Tevin's worked hard. 
be good to get him, get him up for this game and, and just get him in the mix. Do you need to see him? Yeah, you know, I think there's there'll be a way to work him in. You know, a lot of those guys are playing well, but just, you know, take it step by step and him having a jersey and being dressed and being out there is a good first step and we'll take it from there. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. All right, that is the voice of Ryan Pace talking on the pregame show with Jeff Choniak on WPBM, our sister station. Thanks for the audio. Um, didn't you learn a lot there? That Yeah, there'll be a way to get him in. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm just happy he's going to wear a jersey. Woo! You know, but that, that, I mean, seriously, that's where we're at with this team right now. Yeah, I know. Now. That's I like know. a happy moment because – Guess what? We're going to see a guy that you drafted that you thought might play earlier, but now he's out there. Um, you know, Pat, you said when we talked before the Thanksgiving game that you were really look. You know, with no Justin Fields, we wonder uh, what is it that you watch, right? What is yep. it that as as a as a bear uh, a, a person, a, a fan, be it a fan, be it an observer, whatever way you want to term it. What do you want to see? And you talked about Roquan and watching him play, and we saw the explosive hit that you had mentioned in the pregame, and it knocked Detroit's running back out, and it certainly apparently uh, Roquan injured on that play as well because he didn't get to come back in. So he's a reason to watch. Is Tevin Mm -hmm. Jenkins a reason to watch? We don't even know if he'll be on the field at any point. And I wonder what other things are you going to be looking for or looking at in this game? Yeah, I don't think Tevin Jenkins' one is now to watch, but I hope in the future that he is somebody that gives us something more to talk about as the Bears continue to lose. And I hope he does get out there because I think that would be a lot for his development for next year. But as far as this year, what I want to see, I want to see Larry Borm continue to grow because we got to think about this. I got to think about it this way. At least I do. This team, the rest of the season in the future is all about Justin Fields. So I want to see growth around him. I want to see this offensive line gel and become something that's a strength that will help him out. And I think Larry Borum could be a big factor in that. So I want to see him continue to grow. I think today's game going against Marcus Golston, who has 10, uh, uh, Marcus Golden, who has 10 sacks, is going to be a a good matchup for him. So I just want to continue to see his growth. Can Darnell Mooney get another 100-yard game? Can he be that guy to, 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 to expand this offense a little bit in the back end? I want to see that. Uh, I would like to see Khalil Herbert get more carries. I loved what he brought when David Montgomery is out. See if you can find a two-headed monster and those two guys carrying the ball. I want to see that. Uh, the other was James Daniels. I just, I, watching him a little bit more closely the last couple weeks and after Olin's been talking about how well he's playing, he's playing really, really well. I think he's playing at a high level. So if you could get him and Borum playing at a high level, that solidifies your right side. We'll figure out what the left side will do uh, tackle-wise with Tevin Jenkins. Uh, defensively, Trevin Gibson, Travis Gibson, can he yep. be a, a starter in the NFL? You know, I, I don't think he's going to be a Khalil Mack. I, I don't, I, I, that's a tough one. He's not going to be a Khalil Mack or, or uh, Robert Quinn kind of guy, but you also need a guy next to them or a rotational guy that is an NFL guy that can come in and get you five to seven to eight sacks a year. Is that, is he going to be that guy? Uh, the other one, Jalen Johnson. I want to see, I talked about Dan to Dan Pompey about him. I want to see him go up against these real number ones and have a great game. Make some of these, uh, you know, just identifying plays where it's like, you remember when Peanut made that play against yeah. um, um, Randy Moss in the end zone? We're like, all right, this guy's got it. He can go one-on-one with these with these top-notch guys and be a good huh. player. 
other things, Bilal Nichols, is he is he worth keeping? Is he worth re-signing? He hasn't played well. You know, let's um, go down the list here. Eddie Jackson, can he finally get not just interception, a pass breakup? <laughs> I want to see that. You know, wow. all the money you've given him to be that stud, he hasn't done that. Um, and then I, that's kind of it. That's, that's the list I kind of wrote down. Because uh, I think otherwise, just having Dalton or, or Foles at quarterback, I don't care to watch them or evaluate them. He's another one. I'll say it, and I, and I believe it. It's not going to be back like Allen Robinson. Um, you know, it'll be another guy that why we really need to watch him. You hope he plays well. He gives you a win. But those are the players I want to watch and see grow. But I think most importantly to me is up front, I want to see the O-line grow just because I think that's the most important thing around uh, Justin Fields going forward. And listen, you know, where there's life, there's hope, right? The Bears are playing this game. Arizona is crossing the country. They got uh, yep. they got an early wake-up call, and mm-hmm. their, their body clock not quite there. Maybe they show up in the second half. Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm idiotic. Um, the no, rain, you never – well, hold on. You can what? make that argument. No. Listen, you, I'll make that argument for you. Kyler Murray hasn't played in how many, what, three weeks? Yeah. With a buy-off. So all these quarterbacks that come back, they have a little rust. They do. Russell Wilson did. Dak Prescott, did. they all have a little bit of rust when they come back. So maybe you can hope to see that. And I said earlier in the show, he has seven fumbles on the year. He likes to scramble and get out of the pocket. Fortunately for him, he's recovered all seven. But maybe today is a day that one of those balls bounces the right way and that slop and the Bears fall on. So sorry to continue on your, on no. your thought, but I'm just trying to help with the little – help the Bears fans maybe get a little bit of encouragement for today. I, I was just trying to make the point that I don't know that a lot of the reasons for hope. I mean, you know, if the weather is bad and the running game becomes essential, are the Bears better uh, equipped to run the football than, than maybe, uh, and, I, and I don't believe that, that maybe Arizona is. But does that, if it becomes a running game, does that change time of possession? Does that give them a better look at it, right? So I, I think – you know, if you can take their passing element out of it, I'm just trying to come up with ways they could win because right. I can't think of, well, it's going to be the pure talent. You know, the Bears are going to overwhelm them in one way or another. It's it's hard to imagine that maybe in the running game, if everybody can, can uh, you know, block it up and you can, as you say, maybe get some carries for, uh, for your backup running back that you seem to have forgotten played yep. pretty well when he was there. And obviously, you know, you want everybody to, to get an opportunity in the running game. But I, I just I just think it's a hard case to make. And I, I lead up to you then telling us who you pick to win the game. Well, I think that's kind of obvious. I'm just going to read some names here, and we're going to talk yeah. about the talent back and forth here. And I think this is what the difference is going to be. And like you said, with the run game, I think – if the Bears can get the run game going, and obviously everybody talks about turnovers, if you can get lucky in the turnover game, then that's the way the Bears win. But here's the problem. Number one, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, a very good rookie Rondell Moore, and Zach Ertz playing against Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Tayshawn Gibson, Artie Burns, Marquis Christian, Xavier Crawford, DeAndre Houston Carson, and Deion Bush. That, to me, is just a mismatch. And then you've got to go to the linebacker level, too. They say Roquan Smith is playing, but is he starting? How much is he going to play? And then the lack of talent really at that position now with him not in there. A Christian Jones, uh, Alec Ogletree, I mean, th- those aren't those weren't your day one starters. Those are your, you know, I guess they were with, uh, with uh, Trevathan being hurt, but right. he was also right. a guy off the street late. So you're not talking top-notch guys out there going against this passing game of the Cardinals. That's just what scares me. It's just talent on talent. I just don't think the Bears match up well. 
Uh, I know the weather's going to be bad, but I just I, I just think that talent of who they have on the back or on their as wide receivers going against the Bears who have the on the back end, it's not going to be pretty. I've got them winning big, 30 to 13, the Cardinals. Wow, that yeah, that is big. I think I had I had 27 to 17 when we made our picks, and I was trying to I was trying to come up with ways that they could keep the score down. I, I the problem is, and Olin talks about it all the time. If you can't score touchdowns. So, Pat, right. you're right. If you get an interception, you get a pick six. If you pick up a fumble, if, if you can figure out a way to score a touchdown, the Bears just haven't scored touchdowns. They don't. They have 17 offensive touchdowns on the year or something. It's crazy. They got a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I think they had one return and one uh, interception. I, I, it's just it's hard to imagine beating a high-volume scoring team when you just can't score. So I suppose we hope the weather or, or the bounce of the ball takes away more opportunity from one team and gives the Bears chances. That's all it is. We go back to how we started the show was hope. I mean, it's just the hope yeah. you can win this game. I mean, you look at, again, the wide receivers as well. Darnell Mooney's the only starter really there. That's it. I mean, that, that just who are the playmakers on the, on the edges? You don't have them. You have guys that are brought up that were preseason All-Americans, <laughs> uh, you know, Rodney <laughs> Adams. Um, and you got guys that are third and fourth down the list, and, and is hopefully this run game can work and control the clock, and that that Kyler Murray gets a little ru- starts a little rusty and continues to be rusty. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is a um, it's a difficult task. There's no shadow of a doubt, and there are definitely things to look for and things to watch. And you know, I hate to say this because it sounds idiotic, but if you could pull this off, if you could get two wins in a row. This would be your best win of the year. This is the top oh, dog yeah. in the NFC, and, and it's a team that some people think is a little bit uh, aided by some schedule things and maybe not the greatest team ever. Now, they, they you know, no one's picking the Bears to make it an unlikely playoff run, but, you know, you, this, is, this is it. This, these, this two-game stretch with Arizona at home and then going into Green Bay, uh, that, that is going to determine – uh, uh, the fate of uh, some careers, and who knows? You know, there is a new rule now where you're allowed to interview coaches before the end of the season. That was the thinking when we thought that Matt Nagy was in trouble, and, and maybe he still is. But uh, here's hoping we will be back here. You and I, Patrick, will be yes, here will. to to do the post game. I look forward to it. I hope we have some happy happy things to talk about. That would we'll be take, fantastic. That would be yes. a surprise of the year. And I'm ready for it. Would. <laughs> and we'll take your calls. And Anthony Heron and Olin will be on the post-game post show. So go ahead, watch the game, and then get right back here, and we'll talk it over. It's great. Thanks to Brandon Fryer. Thanks to everyone contributing to the pregame show here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 